Hello, Xers and interwebbers. Welcome to Naive in the 90s, the podcast. On today's episode, since it is the first one, I thought it would make sense to do introductions of myself, who I am, the book I wrote, and what to expect from this podcast. I'm Emily, and I was a 70s baby, an 80s kid, and a 90s teen. Basically, Gen X or Xennial, um, it really matters who you are or what you think um, for that classification, but that's a whole other discussion for another cast, and we definitely will get into that. Okay, so after a big move a few years ago, I found, or maybe better to say, I refound my old diary and a journal from back when I turned 15, which was in May of 1992. And these journals and diaries go until March of my senior year, which was in 1995. Um, I quickly skimmed through them when I found them, and it was crazy seeing them because I had not seen them in, you know, about two decades. So um, I skimmed through them quickly. I looked at all the doodles. There was tons of stickers, tons of quoted lyrics, and that alone made me a little giddy. I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of a walk down memory lane, just visually. Um, what a different time it was, and what a different person who seemed to be jumping off of these very worn pages. Thinking it was funny, I asked my husband if we should read some of it. Uh, he grinned boyishly at me and said, of course. See, I have known my husband since we were both 15. He knew that there was definitely going to be some fun stories in those pages, and probably some about him as well. So I randomly opened a page in my diary and read it out loud. We both laughed. Well, okay, I may have cringed a lot too, um, but we did. We laughed so hard at the versions of these people and ourselves um, that we had known for so long and so long ago. It was, it was really, it was fun, but it was surreal at the same time. So after we were done with that entry, it sent us into a really deep conversation about how back then we all thought that we had it figured out. All of us kids, all of us teenagers, we felt so mature and so knowing about everything. Of course, we weren't mature and we definitely did not know pretty much anything. Um, we were really just all little kids that felt like we were grown-ups, and I guess that's kind of a theme that sticks with teenagers no matter the era or time. All teenagers think they know until they grow up and they realize, oh, they definitely did not. Um, the part I really couldn't believe was just how different my husband's memories and perspective was from mine, both back then when we were teenagers and now as adults. We both agreed that reading through these two books would be quite the journey the whole, to go through the whole thing. I, the first entry I read, I didn't remember the incident that had happened until I read it, and nor did he, but once we did, it just sparked so many other memories branching off of that that we just, we knew. We knew that this was going to be a journey that we definitely wanted to take.
We also knew that this would be super interesting, not only for me and him, but for anyone who has ever been a confused teen or was a confused teen, um, as well as anyone who has grown up in the 80s or the 90s or even those that were just super curious about the time or just curious about someone's diary in general. Um, from the, there, the idea of making them into a book was born. The concept was for me to address my teenage self as the woman I had grown into, both before rereading these words that my past self had written nearly three decades ago, and then again after going through all of them. My husband came up with the idea of making the book look like an actual notebook from the time and with the words private keep out on the front. Um, we figured, you know, people, people can be nosy. It's just human nature. Um, who, who wouldn't be curious to read someone's past journals? Humans are curious and nosy creatures and that's just who we are. <laughs> so we figured, you know, if we made this into a book and we made it look like you weren't supposed to pick it up, maybe you would want to pick it up. I absolutely loved the idea because um, I, I too am nosy. Um, I jokingly said, what would it be called when the idea came up? And I was like, well, maybe, well, how naive? Because, oh goodness, was I naive back then? And he immediately answered with, how about naive in the 90s? Because you were, we all were. So that's what I did. Before reading any more, I wrote a letter to my teenage self about how it felt to know I was about to come face to face with her. This poor girl from my past that I had only held in disdain for so long. And when I say disdain, oh, she was she was not my favorite person. Um... To say the whole process was fun would be a lie. There were so many moments captured in these words, so many fun times, but also so many really just very difficult ones too. Difficult at the time, difficult to reread, difficult to remember how I felt back then and, you know, how it still impacts me now. I will say there was a lot I remembered, and there was a lot I didn't. There was a lot that made me smile, a lot that made me laugh, and there were some that made me cry. But all of it brought a new insight into who I once was and ultimately who I became and this woman I am now. To say it was an emotional experience would be an understatement. I felt sad, mad, embarrassed. I wanted to run and hide. I wanted to apologize to myself and to everyone I had ever been in contact with. I wanted to hug my younger self. I wanted to yell at her. I just, it was a lot. It was a lot to confront and to be confronted by. But with that said, there were also these invaluable moments that made my face light up with a smile that reached all the way to the forgotten depths of my soul. Like, wow, life and this experience is such a precious gift, even when we don't see just how magic even the most mundane moments can be. And it's really, it's so 
invaluable to have these moments in my life and these people who shared my life with me to be captured for all of time. Um, I know a lot of people write in journals and diaries and I really, I think it's such a special thing. And I knew it even back then that it was a special thing. I even timestamped all of my entries because um, I knew, I knew that someday I wasn't going to remember these moments that I thought were so significant. And I wanted to make sure I had evidence of all these things that at the moment impacted me so greatly. After I read everything, I wrote another letter to my teenage self, now having a very different perspective on everything, on myself, on the world, on the people in my life, on the events that had happened, just just everything. Um, that whole process was was a lot. The writing of the letter after I had read all of the journals, um, it, it was a lot to face. I, I'll be honest, it was a big impact and it took me a couple days to actually sit down and be able to put my thoughts together. After that, I worked on transcribing word for word every entry, every poem, every quote. Then when I was done, I went through and edited it a little, just to clean up the grammar, correct spelling, and little things like that, just to help with the flow. Because, you know, when I was writing this stuff, it was usually very emotional. I was usually in a point where I was just scribbling stuff and ranting to the pages of my book. So there were a lot of typos, a lot of uh, just badly constructed sentences. Um, so that did need to be fixed. Um, that took a little bit. It was, it was kind of horrible, to be honest, to read some of it. It was just like, what, what are you saying? But at the same time, I didn't want to change anything too much. So it is definitely not grammatically correct. Um, the spelling is, is corrected. Um, some of the punctuation has been corrected, but I didn't, I didn't want to change it too much because I really wanted to keep it authentic. Um, once I got it cleaned up, I had a couple of people read it and give me their honest opinions. Most were very positive, with the exception that it was a little difficult to keep track of all the names. I had been a group floater all through school, from day one all the way to the end. Um, you know, one of those people who float from friend group to friend group, being friends with a lot of different people instead of just one grouping. Um, so to be fair, there were a lot of names, um, like a, a lot. So I did decide to combine a bunch of the people who were named sporadically throughout, though I did keep the main people uniquely themselves. This helped big time with the story flow, but it also proved to be a little constricting when I did a quick catch-up section at the end. There were, are significant people that I'm still extremely close to that I couldn't do an update on because they had been combined with someone or a few times multiple people who just weren't mentioned often enough to justify the confusion my beta readers had expressed with so many names. And that 
I will tell you, still bothers me. Um, one of my characters in the book in particular, Annie, she is three different people. One of them was the sister to Lily, and one of them is one of my best friends from high school and, you know, a little bit beyond there. And the other one was just a girl that we went to a party at her house. Um, so I did end up making them all Annie. They are not the same person. And it really, it really did get to me that I couldn't do a proper update because unfortunately, um, Lily's sister did pass years later. And um, the girl that I'm I was friends with we are friends again now and um, she's been such a supportive person in my life in the past you know like 10 years or so that it just it felt really bad to not be able to address her specifically and um, Lily's sister specifically in the updates but it was just something that needed to be done they both were only mentioned you know a couple times that doesn't mean that they weren't significant in my life back then because they were and um the friend actually that I'm still friends with now she was extremely significant in my life after this book time after for the next couple years she and I were like very very close and we shared um, some pretty traumatic and fun experiences together. So that was the one hang up that I did find with writing this was the combining of certain people. Of course, there are a few people I didn't update on who were solely themselves in the book simply because we lost touch along the way um, and we still don't talk now or we aren't exactly friends now even though we have gotten back in touch thank you social media um or you know I, I just simply didn't feel comfortable addressing where they are in life now or um honestly how I feel about them you know whatever the case may be um I wanted my updates to stay more positive when possible than trying to you know be negative or cast a dark light on someone simply because of my own personal beliefs because ultimately even though this is a book and the names have all been changed um these are real people and the real people in my life will probably know who is who so it just it just felt better to just fully leave them out um you know, it just, it was just better. After getting all of the writing organized and edited, I started working on the art for the book. I wanted it to be representative of how the actual diary and the notebook journal looked with all the doodles and the scribbles and the stickers because they were part of the vibe, not only of the books themselves, but of the time too. I also wanted to make sure to include a bunch of pictures that I had from back then as well. I'm a huge fan of pictures. Um, I hate 
getting them taken. I feel weird taking them, but I absolutely love them. Like they are literally moments captured in time forever. And I just, oh, I've just, I've always been obsessed. And I wanted to make sure that the photos that I had from back then were also represented. I wanted to include them all, but at the same time, Again, I wanted to preserve my privacy and everyone that was in them because, again, we all are real people and some of the things in the book don't really cast us in the best of light. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, everyone was concealed. So I ended up redoing a few of the pictures in an artsy kind of faceless style, um, kind of like, I don't know, um, an illustrated picture, but with no distinctive face. Um, once I did that and I found one, uh, the style that I liked, I had a fantastic digital artist do all the rest. I just, it was just too much for me. Um, and it was a lot harder for me because I just didn't have the equipment to do it properly. Um, and I must say, I do love what she did and how everything looks. They keep the vibe, but they also, you know, they hide who is who, but also the people that are in them, they know. After all of that, there was a lot of time I spent on editing, proofreading, formatting, looking into the different avenues for publishing. Um, once everything was done, I ultimately decided to go with self-publishing for many reasons. Um, and I won't go into all of them, but the two main reasons were that I wanted to keep full creative control. That means, you know, the, the doodles and the stickers and the pictures that I had done. And I wanted to make sure, most importantly, that I kept full rights to my literal story like this is literally my story my growing up and how I felt my deepest feelings about being a teenager and the things that I experienced and I just I didn't feel comfortable with letting anyone else have any sort of control over that so self-publishing does add a slew of other caps that one has to wear, as well as things that need to be learned and done um, that traditional publishing, you, you just don't have to do because other people are doing it for you. So it did take me some time to get all, all of these things done and done, I hope, correctly. Um, all in all, it took about three and a half years from finding and rereading them to Naive in the 90s finally being published just last month um, in October of 2022. Um, yeah, albeit it is a self-published book, it is finally out there for whomever to find it and, you know, whoever the universe thinks needs it. And here we are. I wanted to do something more than the ending letter to my teenage self because that letter, although addressed the larger um, themes in in my life and at the time, there are a bunch of smaller and very, you know, to me, important things that I wanted to address. I thought about doing something like an author's cut instead of a director's cut, in addition with notes written throughout where I felt 
it needed more explanation or where my perspective was very off, you know, things like that. Like, um, for example, there's a poem in there that I wrote and it says Pantera sucks. It wasn't that Pantera sucks. I don't think they do. I love them. I loved them then. I love them now. And, but it was that they reminded me of a certain person. They just, and that's why it's there. And every time I read it or every time someone reads it, I feel like I need to say to someone, oh, just, just so you know, I don't actually think Pantera sucks. It was this reasoning. So, you know, stuff like that. That's, these are the little notes that I feel like need to be added. Um, along with that, there was like another one that I can quickly recall that, you know, I changed the spelling of my name. And um, one of the reasons was that my mother didn't want me to have a Vietnamese name. And that is also not true. Yes, at the time, that is what I thought, but that isn't actually the case. And you know, again, that's just one of those things I, I wish I could make note of in the book or to anyone who has read it, but it just, it wasn't something to be addressed in the ending letter. To the idea to design and format a whole new version of the book with the new notes written on every page, just, it really just seemed too daunting after this whole whole thing um with bringing this book to life i just it just uh, it's too too much i'm not i'm not mentally prepared for that so for at least now that's gonna be on the back burner i also thought you know briefly about doing a blog but i just didn't feel drawn to it um actually just thinking about it it started making me dread the whole whole process um so just no that's just I decided that's just not gonna happen so then I thought about a podcast where not only could I get into the book and my deeper thoughts on specific areas but I could talk about all of the nostalgic things that had to do with what I believe to be the ultimate time to be you know to have grown up in which, of course, is not to forget it definitely had its faults because the 80s and 90s 100% had a lot wrong with it. But, um, you know, it was a really good era. It was a good time. There was, even despite its faults, I still think it was one of the best times to grow up in. Um, there's just something about having had been a child and teen in analog and now being an adult in digital that just it just it's really special and i thought even cooler with a podcast i can not only talk about all of these things um but i can have guests on who have different perspectives and views i can't wait to have some of my i guess we'll call them characters um but i can't wait to have some of my characters on here to hear what they have to say what their memories are what their perspective of everything was um, then and now. So for the aim for this show, for this podcast, um, 
it's not just going to be about my book or about my friends. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be able to talk about all things 80s and 90s. The music, the food, TV shows, cartoons, magazines, pop culture, world and life events of the time. There was just, there was just so much. There's just so much. I mean, Saturday mornings, malls, the colors, pegged jeans, big hair. There's just, there's a lot to touch on. So my goal right now is that I'm hoping to get a new episode out every two weeks, but we'll have to see how that goes because I'm really, I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just really figuring all this podcast stuff out as we go. Well, I think that's about it for now. I know this wasn't very exciting, but I figured I would take this opportunity and, um, you know, just introduce myself, introduce my book, introduce the podcast and my goals for it before, you know, getting too deep into anything or really into the nitty gritty of any of it. The next episode, I promise we will start diving into actual topics and something more interesting than just me babbling to myself about what this is. I promise. Thank you for listening. I hope you can join me next time on Naive in the 90s, the podcast. Peace and love, dudes.